You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, me and Pat are going to talk about Andre Drummond opting into the second year of his contract to stay a Chicago Bull. Could P. Will potentially get a contract extension up to $100 million? And Ryan Russillo calls the Bulls GM job the worst in the NBA. We're going to talk about all that plus more on today's episode of Locked on Bulls. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls. Uh, that's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Pat, let's go ahead and jump into these topics for today, man. Uh, Andre Drummond he, uh, announced officially, unofficially, that he will be picking up his option. He says he actually loves playing in the city of Chicago, and he'll be back. What do you think about Drum picking up that option to stay at Chicago Bull? Um, I, I, I Like I said before we started, I was a little, little surprised um, just because I thought that Wright, he played well enough and was underutilized enough um, to – go out and get a little bit more somewhere else. But, hey, I, I'd love to have him back. I, I think that it's it's very much like we've talked about with Drummond before, right? When he's being the Andre Drummond that is the rebounding monster, the guy that's under the basket, doing uh, uh, receiving the outlet passes, playing up defensively, right? Like, he's the guy you love. When he Euro steps and, and draws four fouls in, in a first quarter, he's the guy you hate. But I think when you're talking about right coming in at $3.3 million, you're not going to do much better at a backup center. He's happy here. I think that probably the situation that he went through last three, talked about that on the I am athlete podcast um, where uh, you know, the mental situation that he went through and kind of how the bulls were very supportive of him. I think that that probably plays a part in it as yeah, well. So great point. I, I, I love the fact that um, it, uh, there's enough negatives we can say about this organization. It's good to know that they are taking uh, the mental health side, the player health side, and what players are going through seriously. And uh, I think that that probably plays in to the situation with Drummond wanting to come back. And uh, I think that he's a, listen, he he's a, he's probably, if Billy plays him, he's probably the best backup big in basketball. Is there a better backup big? Mm, he's, yeah, he, Bobby Porter's. I'll give you that. Yeah. That's just off the top of my head. He's, top, I, I, he's, he's probably top three then. Probably top three. I, I I can't think of, I'm trying to think of like backup bigs that I look at and I'm like, yeah, he makes a huge, I guess Walker Kessler may be on the young side. I mean, he's, he was a starter at the end of the season. He though, did so. start by the end of the year though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So. Like, I, I he, listen, you got one of, whatever that is, right. You know that Andre Drummond's a guy that's, that can go out and, Every now and then he has flashes of the guy. Derek that's White, 2020. big forehead. Are we counting that? that nah, count? his forehead is big, but uh, his, <laughs> yeah. uh, his, his his game is not. <laughs> uh, we go, we just going off of that. I mean, technically, Buddy Hill's T for the biggest backup in all of uh, all of basketball. If we being 100 percent honest, like <laughs> I uh, mean, 
Touche. His, teeth, his teeth and Derek White headband got the same color. That's fuck wow. But no, I, I mean, I, I, just off the top of my head, Bobby Portis, I put above him. Nas Reed, I put above him as well. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'll agree with those. Yeah. I'll agree with but, those. But yeah, I mean, Drummond, listen, and the thing is, is that we saw and there were there were times where Drum absolutely did some things that deserved him sitting down. But there were times where he was cooking, albeit in the Miami game where he should have been out there and he wasn't too. So like, hopefully, the, the and that's the thing I hate going back to this because it's the same thing we're talking about this time last season when the Bulls decided to bet on continuity. We thought, okay, with continuity, hopefully that comes with knowing how to better utilize your roster since you have familiarity. But we can't even bet on that because we did that last year and we still misused a lot of pieces that were on this roster the year prior. So, well, I think here's the thing right now that you kind of have a clear cut answer on mm-hmm. um, Lonzo's not going to be back. And if he is back, they're not betting on it this time. I swear to God, if they bet on it again, don't worry about it. They're not betting. I'm putting it in the air. I'm putting it in the air. They're not betting on Lonzo ball coming back. Now that you have that answer, you know, coming in, you need a point guard. Um, even if you believe Kobe White is the answer at that point guard position, I think you see that Io DeSumo might not be the answer, at least at the point guard position. So you know you need to go find somebody. Does that change how we see this team used? Because, again, while it shouldn't be the case, when everybody was in the right spot, Billy Donovan looked like a much better head coach. That 14-9 run the second half of the season, we were, we were kind of like, huh, so this is what he wanted to do. Well, I mean, the thing with Billy Donovan is, is Billy Donovan is a, a superstar coach, meaning that he leans on whatever the stars of the team are, um, their their strengths or whatever else. And so, like, having a point guard out there that's going to help direct things definitely helps. And, I mean, to Drummond's point, we saw Drummond, and, and as much as I know you're down on Drogic, like, they had a chemistry at one point coming off the chemistry. bench that was just really good. So, hopefully, you know, we, we see some – like, Drum has enough – Whereas, I mean, his contract's not like it's huge. $3.3 million for what German provides. Listen, I'm not mad at that at all. You get every, every day, I'll take that. Yeah, and I think that, right, like, at the end of the day, it's it's just about how we utilize them. Um, yeah. I think that, I think that listen, I had this rant last season. It was one of the, I had a lot of rants last season. We, we talked about that because Nick was looking for them for, like, clips and stuff like that. I had a lot of rants last season. But the death of small ball needs to happen. Andre Drummond is important. Like I get like there's certain times where you want to use small ball and there's certain times, Mm -hmm. but keeping a guy that is seven feet tall, that is bigger than everybody else on the other side and go up and rebound and can just turn around and put his arms up and put the ball in the basket. It's good to play those guys on the court. And I think that that's the one thing that I look at from Billy Donovan last season where there were too many moments where he wanted to go small ball to try and defend things or try and be more aggressive offensively. And it just didn't call for it in my opinion. I think, well, just because you said that Billy Donovan now will run a, a lineup of all starting six, two and below players. Like it's just, it's going to be what it's going to be. It <laughs> is what it is. We, we run in the small Kings lineup. Small Kings lineup. That's in the small Kings. That's funny, bro. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, Drummond provides something that's needed on this team. We don't have true rim protectors as far as shot blocking drum provides a little bit of that, but also just the ability to keep people from getting to the rim at all. So, you know, we need that, what he can provide out in training. I just want to see, I want us to be a team that gets out in transition again, whatever point guard, whatever you, whoever you need to sacrifice, whatever needs to happen, because just get us out in transition. We can be a dangerous team. Uh, That's it. I'm going to tell you how it's going to happen. Listen, we're going to go out there. We'll probably end up signing somebody who can just be a, a, a state, 
keep things afloat point guard. We're not going to go spend no big money because we're not going to sit there and, and tell Lonzo your career is over, so we're done with you. Uh, it's just not how the Bulls are. Um, Dalen Terry and Andre Drummond is going to be the duo that is going to have us the most excited off of this bench. It's going to account Listen, probably for a solid 47 wins, though. But no, that's the thing. Dalen, I, I, I hope that Dalen Terry earns the right to be unleashed a little bit more because him in transition and his 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 playmaking ability out in transition, I tell you what, and his ability to dunk it on your head as well, him drumming Io in transition may not be that bad of a look coming off the bench, but they have to play defense and get turnovers to get out in, and rebound the ball well to get out in transition. I said this last season, one thing I love about Dalen is when he catches a rebound, that boy flick his He's wrist. It, it looks like Lonzo. Like, it's just like, foop, and the ball is ahead. And, like, like I mean, like, the ball is flying halfway across the court, hitting somebody in stride. Like, it looks like Lonzo. But everybody's like, nah, we're not going to play this guy that kind of looks like Lonzo sometimes, even though, you know, sometimes he kind of looked like Lonzo. By because the way. he wasn't. He was, Dalen wasn't ready, though, last season. I, he I like wasn't. That. Well, he wasn't. I, here's the thing. I don't know. Because I think that when the opportunity came where he was forced into a game, every time we saw his impact and we saw a guy who made an impact and we saw it, like, I mean, like. True, but in a lot of those situations, too, he got caught out of rotation. Sometimes. Like, don't get me wrong. He did uh, he did good things, too. I'm not saying it was all bad. Yeah. And the thing is, who's to say that had he not been thrown out there, he would have went through those growing pains a little bit earlier, and by the end of the season, we could have had a more refined product. Still raw, but a little bit more refined than what he started off the season with. And to his credit, too, he's done some work on that jump shot. That jump shot is so much of a better release. He's still got a little hitch in it, but yeah. so much of a better release than what it was when he came into the league, man. This team feels like... It feels like we're just trying to hold on until one of these young guys like can figure Develops. it out or all of them. Like this, it feels like we got like the older guys that were like, we're just investing in now to be competitive. And then there's just like, I mean, Kobe's 22, 23, 23. P yeah. wills, 21 Dalen's uh, right. Like you got all these young guys on the team and it's just like, Hey, let's see which one hits like Marco Simonovich. It feels like we brought Marco uh, over um, here. Hold on. It feels like we brought Marco over here to stash him overseas. Like, we just wanted him closer so that we could see him. But he's still stashed overseas. That is hilarious. So, uh, AK didn't want to have to go overseas every every bro, couple of months to go view. That's just, what it was. Bro, that's it. He just wanted him to have a closer address so he didn't have to get on the plane. That's hilarious, bro. That's hilarious. But we're going to talk about one of those young players who could be in for quite a big payday. But before we do that, we got to talk about game time. Uh, game time makes it easy to get last-minute tickets. Game time is the place, actually, for last-minute tickets. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up until the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy the tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use redeem code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Pat. 
I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I like people a lot, but when I read this, that he could sign an extension up to five years, $100 million. Now, once to say you pay for potential, right? If you want to hold him in, you pay for potential. I also think that P. Will, what we know about him, he seems like a reasonable kid. I don't necessarily see P. Will going to the table like, hey, I want, I'm worth $100 million. I want that $100 million. That's the most I can get. Let me get that. But once to say, like, when it goes to the drawing board, him and his agent, if they're pushing for that full extension at $100 million, Pat, from one Pat to another, what's your response? Um, you want us to get you a U-Haul or you going to just get somebody <laughs> to pack that up? Take that. You going to do the two men in one truck? How are you going to do that? Listen, I, I I hope P. Will develops. It would suck if he developed somewhere else. That's insane. And, and it's not realistic. Um, you. I, I do agree with you that I think that P. Will would also have to take a contract based on his value that that there is. But I think I, now I look back on the Bulls. Now I look back at AK. Now I look back at Billy Donovan and say, okay, this dude might make $100 million. Are you going to put him in a position where he could possibly be a $100 million player? Or we going to keep him as the power forward backup number four scorer on this team? You know what I mean? And and I, I think that that's the real question that this team needs to kind of figure out because to me, yeah, is P. Will stepped up enough to even be having this conversation for us to be having this conversation? No, P. Will, to me, I mean, right now, he's a $60 million player over five. Like, I, I wouldn't pay him anything more than that. Nice bench rotational piece that sometimes plays defense. Listen, my biggest thing is that, like, you you... As much as P. Will has that potential, you can't pay on that until you see some shape or form of it. Now, if P. Will comes out and he has a year where it's like you you start seeing the things start lining up for him, and you're like, hey, we really think he had a mini breakout, but we think that big breakout's next year. You, you can convince me in five years, 85 million. But the dude got to come out and lead the team in scoring. Uh, we got to go to the second round because of P. Will. And then at that point, all right, you want $100 million, we'll give it to you. But other than that, you ain't getting $100 million. $100 million? Come on, fam. He's got to he's gotta have that Kawhi season, right? Like where, where all of a sudden yeah. you looked at Kawhi. Remember, Kawhi early on is, and I, this is not the Claw versus Paul debate. I, like, you know, like, but Kawhi early on was a, a a player that was just utilized for his defense, just utilized for being able to go out there and stop the guy across from him. He wasn't utilized for his offensive game. Now, he had more of an offensive game than P. Will has shown, but, like, what was he, 10 points a game back in the day, right? Like, he was he was a role-playing piece, and, and they got him on a little bit of money. They, he went back out there, proved himself, and he got a lot more money after that, right? Like, that's the hope and the trajectory we're hoping for from P. Will. But realistically, we haven't seen that happen, so... The fact that this conversation is even being brought up is just like we're in the offseason. That's what it tells me. <laughs> yeah, like when that, Muzz is talking about is. this, we're in the offseason. You know what I mean? Because there's no way anybody's talking about P. Will making $100 million. Yeah. Except, except us, because we're reporting on an article that literally is just like, hey, I understand no, that, you fact, yeah. off season, that you need some offseason content, but... uh. Yeah, it's 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 not looking likely. Like P. Will right now is getting paid seven point seven million dollars, and you know we well next season will be nine point eight. Uh, if we extend him a qualifying offer, the qualifying offer is at twelve million a year. It's yeah, it's it's not it's not looking likely there for him. I'd probably give him just under that. I'd probably give him about eleven five a year. 
I, listen, five years, fifty-five million. I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, like, I, that's that's he's he's just show me something. Show me that's something consistent money. Show yeah. me something consistently. That's the real thing about P. Will. And, and here's the one thing that I'll give him credit for. The one thing that I can look at P. Will and say he actually turned himself into the best at something that we needed last season. He turned himself to the best three-point shooter the Chicago Bulls had, the most consistent three-point shooter the Chicago Bulls had. And so I do like that. It's good to see that he, he kind of found his role. We've talked about him. All right, go out there, find your role, find where you fit. How do you fit into this offense? That's that's what the Bulls needed. People was able to give him that. Now I turn my attention back to Billy Donovan. I turn my attention back to uh, Arturis Karnaschovas, and I say, I love having Demar here. I love having Zach here. I love having Vooch here. I know it doesn't amount to much at the end of the day, but forty to forty-seven wins is a lot better than ten to fifteen, right? It sucks being Detroit. Koo's been in off-season mode since week three of the season. Shout um, out to Koo. Shout out to Koo, man. Actually, big shout out to Koo. Uh, yeah, glad to hear sure. that your wife is yeah. feeling better. Um, he's been dropping updates on Twitter, host of Locked On Pisses, man. Uh, love and prayers from the Locked On Bulls side of things. That's the only time that we will send love and prayers to the Pistons when my man Cool is going through some things. Man. Uh, but <laughs> outside of that, Pistons suck. But uh, I, I think at the end of the day, you have to have the conversation on are we blocking P. Will from being able to do more, from being able to be more, from being able to attack more? Because you're not going to give DeMar DeRozan a backseat. You ain't going to give Zach Levine a backseat. I think you got to I, – I don't know if point forward is the right role for him, but my guy, we called him passive P. Maybe let him pass a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I mean, P. Will has to step up. Like, And I, I would say this, like – I need I want I do want the Bulls if they can considering like point guard first handle that first but bring in some competition for P Will in that starting power forward position that's not a 6-4 guard and I really hope that P I want to see P Will come into the season take over the starting power forward role and actually hold on to it because of his play not just because of his size not because of he was a fourth overall pick I want his play to be indicative of him earning that starting forward position for the Bulls next season Yeah I mean I think that the tough part is, right, is P. Will the player that's going to take that position? We've seen him lose that position twice already. Mm -hmm. Is he that, is power forward where he has to play? Is that, I think that that's the question mark that a lot of Bulls fans have when it comes down to P. Will. Like, I would love to see him take the power forward position by the horns and go out there and dominate. But realistically, he was a wing. He was a wing in college. He comes to the NBA. He was a wing. Yes, he does fit the modern-day NBA power forward. The people saying that he can't be a power forward is the dumbest thing that I've heard. Like, we literally watch power forwards smaller than him every night. Every, but, day, every single day. <laughs> every night. Like, I don't I don't know where we, can't, where we get that from. But, again, I, I think that goes back to comfort and position, where, where a guy is comfortable at. There was an adjustment period for P. Will. He get, ends up getting hurt in that second season. Um, he comes back, he kind of adjusted a lot slower, but finally found a rhythm at the end of that second or end of that third season. Like, I think there's just a lot of factors there where you have to ask yourself, are you putting your player in that right position? Yeah. And I mean, uh, ultimately, I mean, that's up for P will. Right. And, and of course, Billy Donovan and the coaching staff to kind of identify some things, but clearly P will got some things he needs to work on. And I think the thing, regardless of whatever position come out, be aggressive, give a, give a, 
consistent level of effort regardless of the position. Let that position stuff eventually work itself out. The effort and energy thing is what we need to see from people consistently first, and then we can work out the worst later. Man, if he would just, like, run, like, me and Hayes, I I, I swear, like, me and Hayes saw P-Will. You think P-Will is actually slow. And, like, we saw him run from, like, half court down to court. And I was like, this man is fast as heck. Like, we watched him in that Miami game, like, blow past everybody. I was like, he is fast as heck, and he's actually strong, going in one direction. Why don't he do that more? (laughs) Yeah, up and down, he's fine. It's the lateral quickness is his only time. Like, that's it. He's not a slow player in general. It's just the lateral quickness. And even then, it's relative to him. And that's probably what the biggest thing that's going to stop him from being wings because some of those fastest wing, faster wings, him lateral, it may be barbecue chicken. But, you know, that's a story for another day. Um, But, yeah, people just got to bring it together, especially if you're talking about $100 million. But moving into the last topic today, before we get up out of here, Pat, Ryan Russillo and uh, Bill Simmons were talking about uh, the worst GM jobs across the NBA. And Ryan Russillo, it came off as somebody who was really unaware of everything that's going on with the Bulls, which is fine. Yeah. He covers nationally, so that's cool. But um, calls the Bulls GM job the worst. How are you feeling about that, Pat? I, I think the part for where I look at Russillo's article or his the podcast uh, with Bill Simmons and kind of what they were breaking down they got me confused was they they basically were saying that like the bulls gm job has a bunch of questions on it and i don't think that it does right like listen the, your your question right now is are the players that are going to perform going to perform up to what they've shown you that they can on this team but i don't have a lot of question marks on this bulls team i think this bulls team just is what it is that's the problem with the continuity statement right like when I look at this team, I, I don't have questions on how guys fit. They like they brought up kind of like, you know, there's still questions with the offensive fit. Where? where? Yeah. I've watched Lonzo, or I've watched uh, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan fit perfect with a point guard in the situation. That's not a question. It's a question on if, are they going to go get a point guard? I watched them fit perfectly with two point guards running the show. I, I, I just, I don't see the bulls as this giant question mark i think that a lot of people think there are a ton of questions with this team but i think that there's just a ton of answers that we don't like the answer to so we call them questions (laughs) like guess what there's not a lot of leadership on this team that's an answer there's probably not going to be a ton of leadership on this team next year still an answer I, I know what this Bulls team is. I'm not questioning it. And so when you talk about, right, the worst GM jobs there are, uh, I think that it's a job right now that took an unexpected turn that the Bulls overcompensated when somebody was going to come back. And that's on the front office. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can I can, I can, can look at worst GM jobs around the league because I tell you what, I wouldn't want to be a GM of a Michael Jordan-owned team to save my life. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, all you get out of that is a lot of shoes. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, like, I... I... <laughs> Tell him to hire Skip Bayless as the GM right you now. You know what I mean? Like, he's fresh out here. Him and Lil Wayne. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to think though. I guess I guess the real thing is right. Rank the jobs that you that are worse than the Bulls job. Like I'm not I'm not going to tell you that it's top ten. I think that the the issue with the Bulls job most of all has nothing to do with half the stuff they stated in that podcast. I think it has everything to do with um your owner not wanting you to spend money. <laughs> like 
realistically, right? Like if AK could go out and spend money on a point guard, I think he might. But yeah, I mean, worst jobs. That may be one. Why is one of the worst jobs? So you got to work for Jerry Reinsdorf. That's true. That is true. But but here's the thing: worst job from what standpoint, though? You know, you're not getting fired. Well, that's true. You got like I keep telling us, at least AK is gonna be here ten years. years. Oh, for sure. AK is gonna be here ten years. Get used to him. Our children is going to take over Locked On Bulls, and AK still going to be here. That's, <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> Both our daughters take over Locked On Bulls by the time AK gets fired. <laughs> that's hilarious, bro. That that'd be wild to see. Uh, stay tuned for that, y'all. By the way, but yeah, I mean, stay tuned uh, for it. <laughs> stay tuned for it. Uh, but ultimately, all jokes aside, like. I, the, the Bulls GM job has its struggles, and part of those struggles is dealing with Jerry. Part of those struggles right now are the things that they listed: having Lonzo Ball's contract, not knowing what to do with that, having an ownership group that won't let you use either exception at your disposal because it sends you into the luggage shacks. That's an issue, right? Um, so all those things, having Billy Donovan as a coach that you guys extended, that's an issue. But ultimately, these issues aren't things that aren't fixable. It's just that we know we're not fixing it because it takes money, and Jerry don't want to spend no money. Yeah. I, and that's and that's really all it is to me. Like I'm not I'm not surprised by it. I'm not confused by it. Like they they were making this seem like this was this deep situation where there's just a million questions at every point. Like I, I don't have questions on what Zach Levine is. Yeah. I guess I guess the question is right. Like can he become more than that? But I don't have questions on what he is. He's a top twenty scorer in the NBA. Yeah. Or how you put something next to him to to make it better, right? But like. Those are questions you're gonna ask. Unfortunately, that's but just, even that, right? Like is. I, I don't even think I have that much of a question on that. Like Pat Bev made him better. That tells me he just needs basic. <laughs> is Zach Levine the meat and potato shooting guard of the NBA? Is that what you're saying? The meat basic? and potato shooting guard of the <laughs> NBA. It might be Jalen Brown. I'm not gonna lie to you. Jalen <laughs> Brown's out here. I mean, listen, uh, listen. No, uh, that that's. That that's twice baked potatoes because the man can't go left. To save his life. <laughs> I don't know. Like I just I I don't think that there's like what's the biggest question with the Chicago Bulls? We do this podcast every day. What is the biggest question this team has? Oh, there's a lot of. I mean, like what though? Like health. I mean, health, health is really. I, mean, I health guess is, health, health is, is part health of is it. our biggest one. But 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 it, the thing is too. I think once these contracts do start clearing up, the Lonzo contract, Demar gets off the books, whatever it is. I think we're going to see AK go to work again, and I think it's obviously going to be a pretty quick set of set of work that he does as well. Once he has a little bit more freedom and flexibility, so. Um, I but think I also think come. his hope is that the work is paying Patrick Williams, paying Kobe White, paying right. Like your 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 hope is that your work has been done ahead of time, and that these players are going to develop. Now, whether that happens or not, is a very different conversation. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely the question there. Um, let's hope that it does, man. Let's hope that it does. But uh, anything left, Pat? Before we get up out of here, man. Um, shout out Bill Simmons for killing it in the podcast game. I guess I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. It is, it is a good podcast. I'll give him that. Uh, follow podcast. us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Path the Designer. Appreciate y'all for showing love, man. Absolutely. You can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. Make sure you guys are tuned in tomorrow as well. We'll continue breaking down all the latest news and rumors going on around the Bulls during this offseason period. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls, man. We about you. Peace, y'all. Peace.